Welcome to the Fit Pro Business Podcast, where you'll receive sales, marketing, and business building tips from industry leaders that will help you take your business to the next level. Head over to fitprobusiness.com to receive your free three-part video series on how to attract more qualified leads, schedule more consultations, and close more sales. Now, here's your host, the -the in-the-trenches fitness business owner, Andy Salazar. Hello, I'm super excited to have Rick Cooper joining us today. Rick is an online marketing and social media trainer. He is the author of Seize Your Opportunity, Marketing Magic, and Extreme Excellence. Rick is the founder of Social Media Outcomes. His website is socialmediaoutcomes.com. Rick works with small business owners who want to generate more leads and earn more sales online. He helps business owners increase their visibility online. He provides coaching, training, and done-for-you services. Rick was featured in Comstock Magazine and has been interviewed by the National Networker, the East Bay Times, and the Times and the East Bay Times Business Journal and AllBusiness.com. Welcome to the show, Rick. Thanks, Andy. Glad to be here. Now that was a super brief intro. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about your story and how you um, got to where you are today? Certainly. Uh, I'm passionate about helping small business owners to leverage technology and grow their business online. I started my own business back in 2003. I worked in the corporate world for over a dozen years, and I loved what I was doing, but I felt like something was missing. When I was back in college, I had the opportunity to become president of an organization on campus called the Entrepreneurial Network. We brought in local business owners to share their story with students, and it lit a fire inside me that inspired me to one day start my own business. In the fall of 2001, we all witnessed a life-changing event. September 11th changed the way that we looked at life, and it got me refocused on my vision of starting my own business. That opportunity finally came to pass in May of 2003, and I've been helping business owners ever since. I live in Sacramento, California, and I have family that lives here in the Northern California area, and I also love to spend time with my cats. And the baby of the family is Daniel, who's an adorable orange cat who loves to hang out in the kitchen waiting for his next meal. And I've had the great opportunity to have many coaches and mentors over the years. One who's had the greatest impact on me is Eric Lothholm. I've known Eric since 2007. He's my coach, my mentor, my business partner. And I've had the opportunity to work with him in a variety of roles. Um, yeah, that's awesome. I'm actually connected with Eric Lafham as well, and um, it's really helped me move the needle within my business. Excellent. Yeah, absolutely. He's a master sales trainer, and he has a lot of great uh, knowledge and information to share with people. Yeah, it's really interesting. Actually, I've you know purchased other um, fitness business marketing know-how um, information from other um, marketing specialist and I actually went outside of my fitness business network and found Eric and um, I it's just really really had a huge impact on my business just stepping outside of the fitness business and finding somebody that's just really knowledgeable about sales and teaching sales right absolutely now I know um, as a fitness business owner I'm always looking for ways to leverage uh, social media and help me grow my business um, can you um, Give me some suggestions on how I can use social media to grow uh, my fitness business. Yes, absolutely. So for for anyone who owns a uh, fitness business, whether you have a whole gym or you're just a personal trainer and uh, seeking new clients, uh, one of the things you want to do is to make sure that you are visible on social media. And that means you need to have all your profiles set up. And I would recommend starting out at least with Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. In fact, on Facebook, you should also have a business page. And then post there on a regular basis. And I think that's one of the challenges a lot of people have is they don't know what to post. So what I recommend is to focus on adding value. Um, uh, Oftentimes you'll see where a lot of people are just posting uh, business information constantly. 
And so focus on adding value. Think about what is the knowledge and information that you have and then find ways that you can share it. And I think a, a great message, especially for, uh, for trainers is around and fitness business owners is around an inspirational message because, you know, everybody is facing challenges every single day. And some people are on some kind of fitness program or, or have some intentions to do exercises, but let's face it, a lot of times that motivation is not there. And so you can be kind of that guiding force in people's lives as they're cheering them on, encouraging them, uh, adding value, sharing resources, and helping them to get into action. And then the other thing to think of is the 80-20 rule. And uh, you can apply the 80-20 rule to social media. And so what I suggest is that 80% of your in, uh, messages on social media should be informational and only 20% promotional. And um, uh, although on your personal Facebook page, I would make it even even a, a higher percentage of value because technically you're not supposed to be promoting your business on your personal Facebook page. People do it all the time, but Facebook does periodically convert some of those accounts into business accounts. So you want to be careful not to break the rules. And um, uh, one great strategy is to post something first on your business page and then click the share button and share it over to your personal page. That's kind of a way of getting, getting around that because sharing is considered different and just posting directly on your account. Right. Yeah, that was the exact question I was going to ask you because I, I know I post on my business page, but I post it also, I share it on my personal page, and I was wondering if that was a um, okay to, thing to do as far as um, getting more views to my business page. Yeah, absolutely. And again, just follow the 80-20 rule with that. So make sure that you're not doing like every other post is, uh, is a shared business post that uh, you know 80% is uh, four out of five would be informational. And only twenty percent promotional. And I would even do, I would even do a, you know, typically I'll I'll do like maybe one out of twenty might be something that's business related. And I share a lot of content. You know, I'll share um, other people's blog posts. I'll share tips, strategies, and techniques, and things like that. But I won't necessarily talk about my own business. Right. And I know you do an excellent job of getting um, a lot of interaction within your um, posts. Do, do you have any recommendations for fitness business owners to get more interaction within the posts that they provide? Yes, absolutely. So first of all, one of the distinctions that I teach uh, clients is that have a goal for each post. Like, what are you trying to accomplish? And I, because uh, uh, what you need to think about is that um, some posts will get likes, some will get comments, some will get shares. And usually it's different types of content that will get each one of those. So for instance, if you shared something like a tip or a quote, it's very possible that you might get a, a lot of likes. Because people look at that and they say, yeah, I agree with that, and they click on the like button. Um, uh, something that you can use to, to get uh, a lot of shares is uh, our post quote images. So you post a picture with a quote on it, and people like that, and they say, yeah, I like that, and I also want to share that. So they click the share button, and they share it onto their own page, which starts to create viral marketing. And by the way, again, if you post it originally on your business page – then when they, if they see it on your personal page and they share it to their own, they're really sharing it from your business page. That's a great way to create some viral marketing for your business. And then the third concept is around getting comments. And I think one of the best strategies to get comments is to ask questions. Questions naturally cause people to want to respond to you. So when you ask a question, then oftentimes you will get responses. Now, here's the thing. When you first start out, like if you haven't previously gotten a lot of engagement from people, if you're just posting things and, you know, it's kind of like crickets, you know, nobody's liking, commenting or sharing, then um, don't expect like a huge rush of people to jump in and respond. It takes time to build engagement. And it's not just that people need to get used to the fact that you're asking the questions and for, for you to respond. 
but also Facebook pays attention to how much engagement you get over time. And uh, as you're engaging with people, it's more likely that more people will see what you're posting. So when somebody clicks on the like button, it's more likely that they'll see your post next time in their newsfeed. Because the way that most people interact with you on Facebook, for instance, is through the newsfeed. They scroll through their newsfeed either on their mobile device or their desktop and, or laptop, and, and they will see your post and then click on the button to like it, or they'll type in a comment. I see. So the more like likes and shares that you get, the more probability you have of getting onto their front page? Uh, well, yeah, not so much the front page, but they just show up in the newsfeed at all. Because not everything that's posted, uh, you won't see everything that's posted by your friends. There's probably a lot of people that you never see anything from because you're not engaging with them at all. So the more people, the more that people engage with you, the more likely they will see your posts. And it used to be also that Facebook would also share your posts with their friends too, but they eliminated that a few months ago. So uh, over time, Facebook has kind of taken away a lot of the value for business owners in, uh, in being able to get their message across. It's really getting to a point these days where you're going to have to at some point consider doing advertising to get your message out there. I see. Now, for fit pros who attend events um, who want to use social media to follow up and build relationships, do you have any advice for um, using Facebook or uh, social media for, for that? Yes, absolutely. So uh, there may be a lot of different types of events that you might attend. There might be conferences that you go to where you're getting information or building skills. There might be local business networking events that you might go to. There might be mixers. Uh, there might be uh, like a trade show or exhibit in the area that you go to. And so all these events can be leveraged through social media. So uh, let me give you a few ideas here. Number one, uh, always make sure that you add people that you meet at events um, uh, as contacts on social media. So go out and add them on LinkedIn. Go follow them on Twitter. Go add them as a friend on Facebook. Now don't get crazy and too aggressive because uh, – like especially on Facebook, if you try to add too many friends too fast and they don't um, approve your request, that actually works against you. You can have your account suspended for a period of time where you can't add any more friends. So one of the things that I'll do is I keep track of every friend request that I send. I uh, set up a spreadsheet and I put their names in and I put the address out to their Facebook page. And if they don't respond within about a week, then I will go ahead and cancel that friend request. And that way it doesn't work against me. The next thing is even before the event, before you go to the event, there's some pre-work that you can do. Number one, find out if there's any kind of a hashtag that's being used for the event because what will happen is often there's a, a conversation that starts before an event happens. So you can jump into that conversation, and that gives you a way to tap into the community of people that are going to be at the event so that when you walk in, you might even know a couple people already because you've had some interactions with them through social media. And while you're at the event, make sure that you share information. So, again, this is great for Twitter. Twitter, uh, especially, you can post like a lot of messages uh, over a short period of time, and you won't necessarily alienate your, your, your audience. Mm -hmm. So you can post five to ten uh, tweets while you're at an event. So if it's, if it's an event where there are speakers, then you could share what they're, uh, what they're talking about. You could uh, tweet them, you know, put their Twitter ID in the post, and also use the hashtag for the event. So while you're at the event, make sure that you're leveraging social media. And you know, if you if you make connections with people, then you know, let them know right up front, hey, let's connect on Facebook. And you might even pull out your, your device and go search for them for real quick or something like that. If it's busy, obviously you may not be able to do it right then, but like do it that night while you're still at the event if it's a multi-day event. And then also make sure uh, one another great strategy is to go out and post on their wall with a comment. 
So uh, if you've connected with them on Facebook, go post on their wall and just have a quick message to say, hey, it was great to connect with you at the Blah and Blah event. So that uh, one advantage of that is that other people will see that message too. And so it creates visibility for you in front of their audience. Don't use it as an opportunity to promote your business. Just acknowledge the connection and where you met. Now, as far as hashtags, um, any recommendation on finding those hashtags or creating your own? Well, uh, if there's any kind of event notifications in advance, like through email, they may mention that there's a hashtag. Also, whoever's the official conference organizer or you know uh, uh, even sponsors of the event, they're probably already tweeting messages. So go to their Twitter account and look to see what they're posting, see if you can find anything. Uh, and in the worst case, just call uh, someone in the leadership, uh, someone who's responsible for um, for the conference event mix or whatever else it is that's happening, and ask them. And if not, you know, you can always create your own hashtag. Uh, you know, if it's like a small local event and they're not that uh, social media savvy, you can just start uh, tweeting information and put a hashtag in there and start tagging in some of the leadership. And they might just jump in and start using your hashtag. I see. Now, you mentioned creating spreadsheets um, for the contacts that you make. Any uh, tips or advice on um, utilizing those spreadsheets or recommendations on programs that a fitness business owner can use? Uh, sure. Excel is a simple one. Uh, I use uh, Google Docs. Uh, Google Docs has the capability to create Word-style documents and Excel-style spreadsheets. And uh, one of the things that I like about it is I can access that spreadsheet from my uh, smartphone, my tablet, my desktop, and my laptop computers. So um, when you create a spreadsheet, you can create multiple tabs. So like I have one tab just for uh, people where I'm uh, clicking to add them as a friend. And I also have another tab for people that uh, invite me to become a friend. So I like to keep track of all the new people coming in. For one, so I can go back out there and have some interaction with them. So uh, part of social media marketing is actually social media networking, mm-hmm. which is reaching out one-on-one, making contact with people, sending private messages. So you know, it's not so bad when you have like 100 friends, but once you get to 1,000 friends and up, it's pretty easy to forget about a large portion of your friends. You might just be seeing the same people over and over. Mm-hmm. But um, just because somebody is the, the loudest and most active in communicating with you doesn't necessarily mean that they're the best prospect for your business. So you need to be proactive in identifying who are your ideal clients and then reaching out to them individually and making contact with them. And how often do you recommend making contact with uh, those people that you feel can move the needle within your business or be a good like person of influence? Well, um, you know, once a month would be great, but um, in a lot of cases, that might be too much contact. I would try to shoot for, first for like an activity goal of doing something like three messages per day or five private messages per day, and then see how many uh, that gets you. But uh, at least you should try to touch base with your most important contacts probably on a quarterly basis. That's probably more reasonable, and then you just kind of rotate through your list on a quarterly basis. And obviously, if you if you actually you know create a conversation with somebody through a private message, and that you, you might be interacting back and forth a couple times over a period of, say, a couple days or a, a couple weeks. Right, and you mentioned 80-20 applies to social media. Um, in regards to Facebook, how often should a fitness business professional be posting and what information should um, they be sharing? Good question. Well, first of all, it, uh, take a look at how much you're posting already. Like for a lot of people, I'll go to their page and it's probably been like a couple days or a week or two since they last posted. So number one, I encourage posting daily. So at least once per day and, 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 and on your personal page and on your business page, then, um, 
you could probably ramp up your personal page a little bit more, like uh, moving upwards of doing, say, three posts a day. Uh, I do about three posts a day on my business page, and I do about um, probably average between somewhere between about four to ten posts on my personal page. I've actually cut back a little bit lately on my personal page uh, just because I get so much interaction and engagement. It's kind of like the more the more engagement you get, the more time it takes. And so there's only so much time that you can devote to social media. So I've kind of pulled dialed it back a little bit because I think there's a there's a point where there's a point of diminishing returns where the more you do it, it doesn't necessarily increase results. It just takes you more time. I see. Now, how much time should a fitness business owner be spending on Facebook to generate leads and to interact with others? Good question. Well, first of all, let's tackle the question of leads because we haven't really talked about that yet. So, uh, if uh, so, one of the strategies that I recommend is that you be building an email list. So, you, number one, you should have a website and ideally a blog. And then you should also have an opt-in box on your blog. And on top of that, you should also have a lead capture page, which is a web page where people can go out and opt into your email list. And uh, you should share some kind of free offer there. Once you have that page set up, now you have something you can share on social media. So if you just have one, then I wouldn't just kind of keep you know beating the same drum over and over. You know, Maybe you could share it once per month or something like that, or maybe a couple times per month. But really, over time, you should work on developing multiple lead capture pages where you can send people out to get free offers. That does take time and effort to create those free offers, but it's worth it in the end because, again, it gives you more to share. Then the other thing is this is a great strategy for being able to tie in with uh, social with uh, advertising. So you can do pay-per-click advertising on social media like Facebook ads. So you could set up an ad on your business page and then drive out to a lead capture page where people can go opt in to your email list. Now you're generating leads, you're building your email list, and now on your email list you can have more of a marketing-style conversation where you're, you're leading people to a next step in working with you. I see. And I think I forgot part of your question there. <laughs> I think you were uh, asking something about the 80-20 rule related yes. to that. Uh-huh. The, how does the 80-20 rule apply to what you post on Facebook in regards to like how many posts you put for inspiration or how many posts you put for – Yeah, good question. So um, here, here's a couple different uh, styles of communi- communication that you can, you, can, you can use on social media. Number one, you can share quotes. Um, I like to find short quotes because then I can share them both on Facebook and Twitter. Twitter is limited to about 140 characters. So you can search online, uh, search under a topic like fitness uh, and then quotes or health quotes. A lot of times you'll come across a site called Brainy Quote, and that has a lot of quotes where you can go find Compile those quotes into either a Word document or an Excel spreadsheet or, again, use Google, Google Docs for that. And then um, – so quotes are great to use. You can also create a list of tips. In fact, one of the tips that I share with clients is to create a list of 101 tips. So think about short messages, again, kind of under, under 120 to 140 characters, and it should be actionable information, things that they can take and learn from immediately. So short, to the point, standalone, and uh, ultimately create a list of 101 of those. And then you can share those over time. So one of your goals might be to share one tip per day. So you could share a tip on, on Twitter. You could share the same tip if you want to out on your Facebook business page. And then just rotate through those over time. You can also share other people's blog posts. Now on your business page, I also recommend sharing your own blog posts. Um, but you can also share other people's blog posts as well. So if you come across... A great article, say in men's fitness or something like that, then you can go share that out on your page. You're, you are doing a little bit of promotion for them, 
but people like to see that it's, you're not just, um, you know, have a constant, you know, constantly promoting yourself, that you're sharing other resources and information that are valuable to them. Then um, another great strategy is uh, a social currency strategy, which is to find other people that you can uh, share. So it, uh, I call it spotlighting, where you're spotlighting another person. So you might uh, say, hey, here's a great person who has a great blog, shares a lot of great content and information. Uh, I encourage you to connect with them here on Facebook and also go check out their blog. So, and, and when you do that, make sure that you tag them in the post. Now, you used to be able to actually tag people in posts on your business page. Now you can't do that anymore. If you try to tag somebody, it'll actually remove it. But what you can do is, after you've posted it on uh, your business Facebook page, what you do is go in and create a comment uh, as yourself, as you, uh, the person posting on your page, rather than as the business. And in the comment, then you tag that person in the comment, and that way it creates visibility for them that you spotlight them. And then they'll also come out to, you know, they'll often come out to the page and say, "Hey, thanks for sharing this about me. I appreciate it." And that often causes them to want to reciprocate or help you out, do the same thing for you. Right. So basically adding value within your posts um, is a way for people to get to know you and like and trust you. So they'll be more apt to want to do business with you when when they need your services. Right. And, and it's more likely to create engagement. See, the problem is if you're always just talking about yourself and your business and you're not getting much engagement, then nobody's really seeing your posts anyway. But if you start to create more engagement, getting more people to like, comment and share on your posts, then they'll be more likely to see the other things that you do share that may be business related. I see. Now, networking is about building relationships and getting to know people. How can social media help uh, help a fitness business professional get to know people? Well, good question. Uh, number one, uh, uh, you have access to more information about people than you ever have in the past. You can go to somebody's Facebook page, and Facebook is great for this, by the way, because people share so much on Facebook. They share their pictures. They share what's going on in their life. So, I mean, you really can get a sense to learn about what people and what's going on in somebody's life, and that helps you to build trust and rapport. So pay attention to what they're saying. Like lately, I've been sharing uh, information about uh, a cleanse that I've been doing. I've been doing a 21-day cleanse. So I'm basically eating just fruits and vegetables and su supplements for a 21-day period to do like a liver detox and get more healthy. So uh, I found that some of the posts that I've shared around that have got a ton of engagement. And uh, oftentimes I will uh, share something about it and I will ask for people's opinion. Like recently I posted out and I said, um, I bought some certified organic beets. Do you have any suggestions on preparing them? And I had probably over 30 to 40 comments from people offering their tips and advice on how to prepare beets. That has nothing to do with my business about social media or online marketing, but it does help to create engagement. Now, I do tend to have a higher percentage of the normal of people who are in um, like holistic healthcare and things like that. So, um, you know, not everybody can post something like that and get a huge response. But uh, part of it is knowing your audience and understanding who they are, what they do, and what they're likely to comment on. The other thing is to take notes and add it to your customer database. So you should have some type of a customer database or a CRM, which is a customer relationship management system, and then use that as an opportunity to be able to um, contact and follow up with them over time. Like one of the things that I do is I add my social media links for people in my CRM. I have fields set up for Twitter, for instance. So like if you were going to add me to your uh, contact database, you would just have to put in uh, like uh, twitter.com slash rickcooper. If you're trying to connect with me on Facebook, it would be facebook.com slash rickscooper. 
and that would get you directly to me, to my page, and then you'd be able to reach out to me. So sometimes just making it easy for yourself to gather that information together can be helpful. But if you find details about some person, maybe about their spirituality, about their health habits, about their struggles, that can definitely help you when you reach out to them ultimately and have a conversation with them over the phone. Right. I know one of the things for me that I feel has um, helped me within my business is when I'm going through people's posts, if I see anything about fitness or health or trying to get in shape or going to the gym, I try to comment on um, each of those posts that I see just encouraging or a great job or things of that nature. And I see that I found that it's I feel like it's really helped generate some interaction with people seeing who I am and seeing what I offer as far as my business. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, and I think you, you, you're taking the right approach there, which is just jump in with, uh, with uh, you know, a helpful thought or encouragement. I see too many times where people use that as an opportunity to just jump in and promote a product or a business, and I don't recommend that because that ends up kind of just pushing the line too far. Right. Yeah, so that's not an opportunity to pitch your business. It's just an opportunity to offer encouragement and provide support. Yeah, absolutely. It, it also uh, creates uh, visibility to you among their friends. So you might attract some followers based on your your uh, thoughts or idea, uh, ideas or your encouragement there. So uh, social media is great for attracting new people to you. If you're active on social media, if you're engaging with other people, if you're creating engagement, then you will attract more people to you. Now, uh, what tips uh, for fitness uh, pros do you have who are looking to grow their business uh, via LinkedIn? Well, LinkedIn is a great uh, site to be able to reach out to business owners and business professionals. Uh, there's a number of different aspects to LinkedIn which make it good. Number one is your profile. So your profile helps to establish credibility for yourself. So a lot of times if somebody is wanting to know who you are and what you do and, and how credible you are, they'll go to your LinkedIn profile. So if you're like really active on Twitter and Facebook and you're ignoring LinkedIn, that could end up hurting you because people go out to LinkedIn uh, they might see that you don't have that many endorsements or recommendations, and say, "Well, this person isn't really a, you know, uh, you know, an expert in this particular area, or is not somebody that I want to work with." So make sure that you go through and complete your profile, that you have all the information filled out on the profile, and that you also have a strategy to get both um, endorsements on skills, and then also recommendations. So a recommendation is like a testimonial, where some, somebody writes something out for you; they write a, uh, a recommendation for you. And then an endorsement uh, for, on a skill is where you've listed out a series of skills and people just basically click on a button saying, yeah, this person has that skill. So obviously recommendations have more credibility. But, uh, you know, and some people say, well, you know, because endorsements don't carry that much value, you shouldn't worry about it. But I say uh, if they don't carry that much value and they're easy to get, then you should have uh, a ton of them anyway. Like on, on my top 10 categories on LinkedIn, uh, each of them have over 99 plus endorsements. And you used to actually be able to click and look up the actual number, and for whatever reason, that function has been broken lately on LinkedIn. But I know that, uh, like on the online marketing skill, the last time I had checked, I had over 350 uh, endorsements on one particular skill. And remember that only uh, your LinkedIn contacts can actually give you endorsements and recommendations. So you need to make sure that you're growing your LinkedIn network over time that you're uh, proactively reaching out and adding other connections. Another great place to go to is LinkedIn groups. LinkedIn groups give you the opportunity to network and connect with other people. And um, you're, only, you're limited to only 50 groups, which sounds like a lot, but over time you'll end up exhausting that. And so you have to be selective. Uh, you can always leave a group and add another. 
But uh, that can be a great place where you can find people. So you always want to think about how, how can I find my ideal clients? Because it's not you're not necessarily going to go to LinkedIn and find you know people who are you know trying to get fit. You know you probably just won't find a random group like that. But you might be able to target a specific niche market, like maybe people in a certain profession that you know could benefit from fitness training. So then you could uh, join that group and then participate in there, add value, and then reach out and connect with people individually. Now, when you um, interact with those groups, uh, what do you recommend as far as like posts for fitness professionals within that group? Well, first of all, um, the simple strategy is just to go in and like and comment on what other people are posting. And so that's a great first step in being active in a group. And then periodically, you could go in and share uh, share your own ideas. And um, it might be okay to post uh, to share your own blog post occasionally. But you can also share other people's as well. Uh, and by the way, it's a good idea always in, in both Facebook groups and LinkedIn groups to read the rules. Some people don't want you promoting your business even if it's sharing your own blog post in the group. And that could get you actually kicked out of a group. So make sure that you read the rules and understand. And then, and then just pay attention to what other people are posting. See what they're doing. If, uh, if they're doing it and, you know, and they're still there, then uh, it's very possible that that is acceptable behavior. But um, and also uh, identify the moderator to the group and see what they're doing and try to model that as well. Yeah, I think from a fitness business uh, professional owner or fitness business owner's perspective, I think LinkedIn's is really underutilized. Um, I know for myself, I haven't dug into it much, but I just did a podcast interview with uh, Jimena Cortez um, mm-hmm. concerning LinkedIn, and um, it's really encouraged me to want to be more active in LinkedIn because. I really feel that that would be my ideal target market. You know, fitness. I mean, sorry, business owners or um, prof- professionals generally they have a higher um, disposable income, which would be um, more likely to purchase personal training services. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. And by the way, LinkedIn. Um, you can also send private messages to people as well, which is a great strategy to reach out and make a connection. And they uh, LinkedIn also has a feature. Uh, when you go to the home page, look in the upper right corner, and it has an option where it says uh, 15 ways to stay in touch, I believe it is, or keep in touch. And it has a series of cards that will come up, and you can click to either like or comment on those. And so that's a great way to see like people who have a job anniversary or they've taken a new job or something else like that for you to interact with them. And even just going to the home page of LinkedIn and scrolling down, you'll see a lot of posts from other people. Treat it the same way as the Facebook newsfeed. Go and like, comment, and share posts there as well. So a lot of social media marketing is just creating visibility. It's getting in front of people and having different touches over time. And then when you actually reach out to them, it's likely that they will remember your at least your name. They may not remember what you do, but they might remember your name. Like, oh, I've seen that name before. I've seen that person's picture. Right. And they're much more likely to respond to you. So it's just another way of trying to keep front of mind awareness uh, for what it is, whatever service it is that you offer. Right. Absolutely. Now, we kind of dug into this a little bit um, in regards to blog posts and utilizing all of the social media networks. Um, how, what are some of the tips uh, that we can use to combine all of these services to generate new customers? Well, uh, in terms of combining, you know, one strategy that I recommend is social media automation. You can use tools like Hootsuite to go in and schedule posts uh, for the future. What's nice about that is there might be times that you're at the gym or you're uh, uh, working with a client or maybe you're picking up the phone and making calls, and that could be a great time to be uh, active out on social media. 
So instead of just letting that time go to waste, you could use a tool like Hootsuite or Buffer or Social Oomph to go out and schedule posts for the future. And that way you have content that's posting out in the future. And so you have it helps you to space out your content over time. What ends up happening is a lot of times people will just go out to Facebook and they'll do like three posts in a row. And um, uh, I, I heard this concept uh, called hang time, where when you post something on Facebook, for instance, and this is especially true for Facebook rather than uh, Twitter and LinkedIn, uh, the longer that you let that post sit out there, the longer hang time it has, the longer uh, people have a chance to see it and respond to it. But as soon as you post something else, then that other post will then take precedence over your last post. So if you have something really good and you put it out there, don't just immediately follow up with something else. Let it sit out there for a couple of hours. But if you're using social social media automation, it does give, give uh, those posts uh, a chance to be able to go out over time. Another strategy, of course, is to use hashtags because you can use hashtags to combine and unite uh, these strategies across multiple social media platforms. And so if somebody sees a hashtag on Facebook, they see it over on Twitter, they're, like, they're likely to click on that hashtag and see more posts uh, about that topic. Right, and I'll post the um, links to those automation services um, within this post for the audience as well. So, Great. Excellent. Now, how can my audience connect with you, and do you have any resources or uh, things you'd like to share with our listeners? Sure, absolutely. Uh, well, I'll give you a couple couple links you can go to. You can go to my website, which is socialmediaoutcomes.com, socialmediaoutcomes with an S at the end, dot com. I've got my social media links there. But you can also just follow me directly on uh, Twitter at twitter.com slash rickcooper. And you can follow, uh, connect with me on my business page on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash socialmediaoutcomes. And then I also have a free report on 10 ways to monetize social media. And you can get access to that by going to my website at socialmediaoutcomes.com slash monetize social. That's socialmediaoutcomes.com slash monetize social. Well, Rick, I want to thank you for the time and all of the valuable content you provided this audience. Um, I look forward to digging deeper into this interview and applying all of these strategies to my business to help um, me grow and move the needle and make more income. Excellent. Thanks for the opportunity to be here today, Andy, and talk to your audience. All right. Well, I look forward to connecting you with you again in the future. Hopefully, we can meet at an Eric Laughlin event of some sort. All right. Excellent. Thanks. Thanks, Rick. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Fit Pro Business Podcast with your host, Andy Salazar. Don't forget to visit fitprobusiness.com to receive your free business building video series.